I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. Megan, what's new? I feel like it's been a while. Well, I was off a couple days last week. We went to a really great Airbnb in the Wentworth Valley, which was nice. Otherwise, we've just uh, been working and normal stuff, going to the gym, all that good stuff, just regular life. But the getaway was really nice. The funny thing about going away, though, a couple of nights during the week is like you have a few drinks on those nights. We had a hot tub. So both nights we were in the hot tub with a few drinks. So Saturday comes and we're home and we're both just like, this feels like a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> now what? <laughs> <laughs> because we've already done the usual weekend stuff, but it was a really great getaway. What have you been up to? Nice. Yeah. I had my annual Christmas cookie baking weekend with um, my mom and my mom's best friend and her daughter. And so we had a house full, which was really fun. And yeah, we make a lot of cookies. This year we made 888 what do you um, do with all of them? Talk well, we divide them up. We divide them up between the four of us. Um, and then a lot of, like, we give them away as gifts and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, our, our record amount was 1,056 two years ago. <laughs> so that we're getting back. I mean, kudos to you. That's some that's some cookie making. I know. And what about home renos? What have you been doing in that department? We took down wallpaper. The last of the wallpaper is gone. Very exciting. Um, And painting. And that's basically it. We were really pushing to get that hallway done for the cookie baking weekend. And thankfully it's done. So I think we're taking a break until the new year. Just enjoy it. I know. I got to put up on my Christmas decorations. (laughs) That's true. The season is upon us. Yes. So we're going to talk about... New York City today. And I'm really excited. New York obviously was hit pretty hard during the pandemic. It's been pretty quiet, but it's starting to come back to life and we're super excited about it. We've each been a few times. We're by no means experts, but we thought it'd be fun to chat about it and chat about our experiences and the things that we've done. So we're kind of going to do like a beginner's guide today, kind of talking a lot about like major tourist destinations. But yeah, it's kind of like a base guide to kind of get you started. One thing I wanted to mention is before you go, like New York is such a crazy city in the way that you know, everybody has basically seen what New York looks like, right? Like you've seen it in movies and it's easy to treat it like, like Disney world or something. Like it's like this magical place, but like people actually live there. And so I just wanted to mention that to like respect the city, it's not actually there just for your entertainment. People do live and work there. And so I find a lot of tourists like kind of getting in the way (laughs) in like, you know, stopping on the sidewalk and that sort of thing. So just treat it like a city, not like a theme park. I think that's a great piece of advice. Thanks. When were you there actually? When was I there? I was there 2010. I went with my family on a family, my last family vacation that my parents paid for. Um, so with my dad, my stepmom and my brother, and then my husband and I went in 2013 and 2017. So my husband's best friend from university lived there. So we went to visit him, which was really fun. So he kind of, kind of took us around different places that we wouldn't have necessarily seen. And we also, I didn't overplan these trips because (laughs) 
we were going and um, more going with the flow. So yeah, very exciting. Awesome. When have you gone? It's been a lot longer ago than you. So the first time was 2004. I went with a couple of friends. 2005, Peter and I went. I will tell you about where we stayed and how that worked in a minute. And then went again with University Pals actually in 2009, which was really fun. One of them was like a real New York aficionado. So she knew where to take us, what to do, where to go. So that was really good. It's always great. Like you mentioned with uh, Ryan's best friend, like to have that inside scoop is always a benefit. So let's get into some things. What do you want? I think we should talk about first and foremost, maybe where should people stay? Yeah. So, I mean, if you like Google, like New York city hotels, there's like five bajillion options. So I like to stay pretty centrally. So every time we've gone, we've stayed sort of around the Times square area. The second time we went, we stayed at the Paramount, which is like literally just off Times Square. It was really great because it was super close to a subway station and it was really, really good. Um, The other two I've stayed at, I Googled while we were planning this episode and they are permanently closed. So um, (laughs) I won't tell you about them only to say that they were, they were great, (laughs) but you can no longer stay there. I wonder what the building is doing, if it's just sitting there or... I'm sure the pandemic was hard on hotel businesses, but when picking somewhere to stay anywhere, I, I always look for the walkability to things that I want to do. Yeah. And especially in New York the, and like a subway station close by as well. Definitely. Um, the first time I went 2004 was with my close friend and her friend. We were still in the travel business. Well, my, my friend actually still is. So we actually got a really great agent rate. We stayed at the Plaza on Fifth Avenue. Pardon me. It was actually really cool right by Central Park, right on Fifth Avenue. Like I really, I I felt super, super special. Now we didn't have a great room, of course, because when you do use travel agent rates, sometimes they don't always give you the best. I didn't care. I'm like this, the location of this place is really all that matters. Now on one of our first and very early road trips back when I didn't enjoy the road trip with my husband, back when we didn't plan them properly. Well, we stayed in a cheapy, cheapy hotel actually in like Stamford, Connecticut. Right. And we got up each morning and we took the train into the city. So while we were in the city, we had no home base, which really stresses me out. Cause I like, if I'm tired after lunch or whatever, yeah. I've walked for hours, I need somewhere to like rest. Yeah. So that part was a little bit like disheartening or whatever, but we were on a budget. I and mean, if you didn't mind the early train and the late train back, and I mean, really you could relax on the train. It is an idea, especially if you really are on a super duper budget um, to do that, because you can drive to there, which of course is very economical to Connecticut and then just train it. So, I mean, I wouldn't do it again at this point in my life, but it is a really great way to save some money. Um, Then on my last trip, we actually just stayed, I think this was like pre-Airbnb because it was 2009, but it was an apartment that we stayed in, which was really convenient, very great location, great walking distance, like you mentioned, which is so key in New York, I find. Yeah. The first one that I stayed at with my parents was also an apartment, which is really nice because we had you know a bedroom to like shut the door. And we also had a little kitchenette and we had space since there was four of us like staying in the same uh, room. It was right. way better than a typical like New York hotel rooms are small. Like if you're, if you're just a couple and you're not in the room very much, it's really not a big deal. But the last hotel we stayed at is closed now. It's called the W New York. And that room was tiny, 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 but we were hardly in it. I, 
I find it's kind of reminiscent of of European hotel rooms, which are oftentimes very small as well, because of course they're just trying to maximize the space that they do have. So speaking of sort of walking around, like what is your best advice in your experience in terms of like getting around New York City? Walking is is like the number one way I would say to get around for me. We've used the subway system each time. It's a little bit confusing if you've never used a subway system before, but like, it's all right. The (laughs) trains sometimes run late or just like straight up don't show up. So, and they're not always the cleanest, but they most of the time will get you to where you want to go in maybe somewhat of a timely fashion. (laughs) We've enjoyed potentially. Yeah. I mean, we've used them it gets you where you want to go. I prefer to walk. We have used Uber or taxis. They can be expensive. So, and the traffic is crazy. So it does not move fast. So I think yeah. the fastest way to get around is probably the subway or your own two feet. How about you? How did you get around? Um, similar, done all of those things as well. I don't think we were there in the time of Uber. That's how long ago it was, but the taxis. One really great way that on my first trip in particular, we got around was the hop on, hop off bus. It is a really great option. You sort of get to go at your own pace. There's a lot of stops. You get to get off where you all of a sudden see a place you'd like to see. Then you get back on when the next bus comes around at the designated spots. There's usually multiple routes and sometimes you can even get multi-day passes. I've done it in several large cities, including New York. And I, I personally really enjoy it. If you're looking to go out and sightsee, we even got to see Harlem that way. So it was a really great way to sort of see places that are outside that downtown Manhattan core. So I would, I would highly recommend the, and if it's a great day, you can be up on the top and you're yeah. out over there. So it's I really like nice. Classic. I enjoyed it very much. I I've never done a hop on hop off tour. So I think it doesn't come to mind when I'm like, how do you get around? But it's a really good piece of advice that I should use. <laughs> yes. All, All right. right. So now the people want to know what, what do we see? I think the first thing we have to talk about uh, is Broadway shows because like, that's what you think of when you think of New York, right? So I've seen four Broadway shows. The first trip I went on, we saw The Lion King and West Side Story. The Lion King was amazing. I think I'm I sure started it was. crying right at the very beginning. It was really, really amazing. And West Side Story was really great as well. The second time I went to New York, I saw my What was at that time my favorite musical, which is Phantom of the Opera. Still very high up there, but it was sort of trumped. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. The last time we went, we saw Chicago. And so each time we went, like the first time and the second time we went, we bought the tickets online in advance. And then the last time we went, when we saw Chicago, we went to the tickets booth in uh, Times Square and just kind of bought from the list. So I think if you have a show in mind that you really, really want to see, you kind of have to buy the tickets in advance. If you're kind of like, I just want to see a show, you can kind of go to like the discount ticket booth, right? My dream is to see Hamilton on Broadway. Hamilton is now my favorite musical. If I could see Lin-Manuel Miranda perform, that would make my life, but (laughs) probably not going to happen. So that's okay. But yeah, I love, love, love shows and musicals. And yeah, what about you? 
So I'm on sort of a different spectrum there. And Peter is the exact same way as me. And he like loves music, but I do not like movies or TV shows where they're singing and dancing along with the acting. Literally, as soon as it happens, I change the channel. It is just not my thing. I can't explain it. It's not my jam, but I do love live things. So like, I don't love hockey, but if I see hockey live, I love it. So like, it does make a difference in that way. And so I did see in 2009, Mary Poppins on Broadway. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. Now I have to admit I fell asleep. <laughs> we had a really long day of walking around. I'm so tired. I would love to have seen The Lion King. Like, don't get me wrong. That would be spectacular. So there are certain ones that I would certainly... Another one is The Witch's One. I cannot remember the name of it. Wicked. Wicked. Oh, wicked. Yes. I was going to say bewitched. I'm like, it's not the 1960s. <laughs> I mean, those are witches, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyway, so it's really not my jam, but of course it's one of those things, like it's almost like a rite of passage for New York. So I'm really happy I did it. And for certain shows, I would do it again. So that's my Broadway story. What are we going to do next? Well, we're going to go to Central Park. Obviously. Um. Why wouldn't you? And really when I stayed at the plaza, it was right across the street. Anyway, so Central Park, of course, it's beautiful literally just to walk around. People do a lot of jogging there, especially if they live there. You can take a book, read under a tree. It's a really just an oasis in the middle of the city, kind of like the public gardens in Halifax, but on a much, much larger scale. We actually even went to a restaurant in Central Park called Tavern on the Green. It was 2004. I, I didn't have the clothing probably appropriate to go to this restaurant. And it was probably a bit out of my wee little budget, but it, we felt fancy anyway. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there's a section for less fancy people, and I'm sure that's where they seated us. But it was really cool. I loved it, and I really love sort of just the aura of Central Park and being there. I'm not really into the horse and, and carriage thing at all. Like, that's, that's a no for me. But it all is sort of a part of the overall aura that you do see there. But that piece is a, part, is a no for me. Yeah. You. Yeah. So I, the three times I've been to New York twice were in March and one was in January. So I've never seen, I've never, <laughs> listen, I'd like to go to New York in the dead of winter, please. <laughs> so I haven't, see, I feel like I haven't seen Central Park in like it's glory, right? Like it's, it's dead sticks. We did get sort of lost in Central Park in a snowstorm trying to find the Alice in Wonderland statue and my phone died. And then we couldn't find the restaurant we were meeting our friends at. And it was a whole thing. But it sounds slightly romantic though. Like, was it like getting lost in a snowstorm? It wasn't. So what happened? We were literally <laughs> rushing, like running through Central Park. I'm like, I gotta find this freaking statue. And then I did, I took a picture of it and then my phone died. And then we're like, well, I don't know where this restaurant is. <laughs> and, but we knew the name of it. So we took the subway down to where we thought it was because in my mind, it, I was like, it's close to the Empire State Building. It wasn't really like oh. it was like, you know, 15 blocks, if you can call that close. Sure. Anyway, we ended up like walking into like a hotel or something and getting them to Google where it was and giving us directions. <laughs> so a bit of a nightmare then. A bit of a nightmare. So anyway, Central Park, I feel like I haven't seen it in all of its glory. There were kids sledding as we were like running through Central Park to get a picture. There were kids sledding and it looked really fun. And of course, reminded me of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Right. But yeah, I, I have done the 
course tour and I wouldn't do it now. I know we've talked about this on our, our ethical yeah. travel episode that I, I didn't know any better. And now that I know sure. better, I'm going to do better. So yeah, that is life. I just, I think, you know, think about that before you go. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And that's, we're all here to learn and evolve. Cause I'm sure back in the day, I would have done the exact same thing. Like without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, I have done that in old Montreal. So I just wasn't in New York, but I've done it somewhere. So yeah. So Central Park is a must. One of the things that I did, I can't remember. I think it was the 2009 trip was finding the restaurant from Seinfeld. So obviously the interior was on a set, but you can go and see the diner that they use for the exterior. It is actually at 2880 Broadway Morningside Heights in Manhattan. It's just fun for a photo op. You're not doing anything there, but it is really cool. Like it's in almost every episode of that show. So it is really super cool to see uh, from the outside. So I definitely recommend doing that. If you're a Seinfeld fan, of course, we did try to find the place where the soup Nazi was located, but it was actually closed. So we were quite disappointed. I wanted that mushroom soup. Um, (laughs) And then the other thing TV related, because there's just so much done in New York with yeah. TVs and TV and movies, is the Sex in the City tour, which includes the Magnolia Bakery. I know you've been there as well. Now, I did this in 2004, but I Googled it. The tour is still alive and well. Like we- it is going strong today. And I also learned in the last week that you can actually on Airbnb rent Carrie's apartment. So that's just another Very piece cool. Of- I know. So if you love the show, the tour is really great. You get to see a lot of sort of the major points that were significant in the show. The bakery is one of them. So, so delicious. The cupcakes were to die for. It's really just whimsical fun. It's usually a bunch of ladies, maybe a couple of gay dudes mixed in, just really having honestly like the best time. So I would highly recommend it if, if Sex in the City again was your thing. Yeah. I love that. We did go to the bakery the first time I went with my family cupcakes were delicious. And I seem to remember that Good Morning America was filming like very close by like the outside part. If my brain serves me correctly, which it doesn't always, New York smushes together to me, but (laughs) all right, where to next? All right. Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. Have to go. Classic New York. So more than 12 million Americans were welcomed via Ellis Island. It's uh, obviously a tiny little island if you look at it on a map, but it's a huge significance. You can find the National Museum of, nope, sorry, the National Immigration Museum there, which we did visit and it, it is well worth a visit. I really enjoyed it. So the Statue of Liberty is not actually on Ellis Island. It's on a nearby island called Liberty Island. Imagine that. Imagine. But you can kind of do it on the same tour. So you usually book the boat and it takes you to both islands and you can kind of spend however much time in each spot that you want. The overall journey takes about an hour. So if you just like go and don't really get off too much, but I would plan to spend half a day, honestly, like Statue of Liberty, maybe you're not going to be there for super long, but you get kind of a cool view of the city as well as the statue. And then the museum, the immigration museum does take a while to kind of go through and read. And yeah, it's really fun. Did you, did you do this, Megan? No, I actually didn't. I know. I think you can go back up in the Statue of Liberty now. Can't you? I 
if it's open, yes, yeah, so you had to pay extra for that. It wasn't like included in the base. No, I would pay yeah. extra totally. So yeah, it's it's on my uh, to-do list, my little New York bucket list for when we do go back. So I will be checking it out for sure. Yeah. Um, next up is sort of, you know, along the same vein, which is the 9-11 Memorial and the museum. So the museum is open since I was there, so I have not seen it, but it's located at 250 Vesey Street. It is, of course, going to be, understandably, a somber part of your visit, but one I feel like you should experience. When I was there in 2004, where it's actually still just the whole, from what I recall. So it was very early on because this project, of course, took a really long time. I just think kind of when tragedy happens that we really should honor the people who lost their lives, but also honor it in a way that, you know, we don't want to repeat it so that we don't forget that piece of history going forward. So even though it is going to sort of be that somber piece of your trip, I think it's it's really important. Have you visited this site at all? Yeah, so I... The museum only opened, I can't remember what year the museum opened, but I think it was only open for my 2017 trip. It wasn't open for the ones previous. So I did visit like the the hole in the ground, basically, um, the first time I went. And then the second time I was there, I think we went up into, I don't remember what this building was, but our friend Roy took us up into a building where you could see down where they were building not entirely certain if we were supposed to be there, to be honest with you. But I do have a a slightly funny story about a (laughs) funny, not funny story about a nearby church. So let me tell you, St. Paul's Chapel is really close to where the World Trade Center stood. And on 9-11, the church remained unharmed in any way. It didn't even have a broken window. The only uh, damage that it had was some debris got into the pipe organ uh, pipes and they had to clean it out. Like the, wow. not even a window broke. Like I can't imagine anyway. So hundreds of volunteers worked 12 hour shifts around the clock, serving meals, making beds, counseling, praying with firefighters, construction workers, police, people that were there. And so now you can visit the church and they have displays from nine 11. So when we were there with our friend in 2013, he said, I'm going to take you to this church And it was a morning, we had gotten a coffee, we were wandering around the neighborhood and he's like, oh, this church. So we opened the door and walked in. Mm -hmm. It is Palm Sunday and we walk into a middle of a church service and we have like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and then we're like, back out of here. Oh my God. It was so embarrassing because it is open as like a little bit of a museum and a spot that you could go. And I think I was actually there. I think I was actually there. I not in the middle of a church service. I'm getting like embarrassed again. Just thinking about it in 2013. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'm sure they don't remember you. It's fine. Anyway, I'm sure we weren't the only people ever to like walk in. Was it one of those scenes like from a movie where everybody whips around to like see who comes in? Sure. In my mind it is, but I probably, <laughs> reality, it was probably like two people or turned yeah. around. But yes. So pay attention to the calendar if you want to go to that church. I mean, I think that's a good tip. <laughs> I, I think that's a great tip. 
Well, moving on from there, if you want to do something maybe a little more um, upbeat or flashy or different, there's always Times Square. Let's be real. So this is what most people really think of when they think of New York City, billboards, lights, shops, people, street performers. There's everything you can imagine. Times Square is usually pretty touristy, really busy. Like we're talking like pre-pandemic, it would it, it seem normal. And now people are probably a little bit freaked out by yeah. all the people, but I mean, that's life. So it is worth a visit. There's lots of shopping, of course, overpriced restaurants. I'm pretty sure I went to an Olive Garden, really high dining. Same. I (laughs) I mean, salad and breadsticks, everyone needs unlimited items. Exactly. Um, There's so much stuff to see there. It's good for people watching. And it's where you'll find a lot, of course, the theaters for the shows if you want to go to those as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a must-do. I can't imagine going to New York and not walking through Times Square. Yeah, I think it's definitely a must-do, but don't spend too much time there. (laughs) I mean, there's lots more to see. There's lots more to see. But yes, I definitely recommend going to Junior's and getting a slice of cheesecake and maybe don't go to Olive Garden. Maybe, maybe not. No. I was I was on a budge. I, <laughs> I had I had I just, you know. <laughs> had to get that free salad and breadsticks to get that. I was hungry. Let's talk about another classic New York City place, which is Fifth Avenue. Uh, yes. so it's mansions, it's museums, it's the Plaza Hotel. From Home Alone to Lost in New York. I love that movie. I love Home Alone. The first two, the last ones. I've never seen Home Alone. What is? Megan. Okay. It's almost Christmas. You need to watch Home Alone. All right. Maybe I'll make it. I think we might have said this last year. I think (laughs) I'll, I'll... I'll try to make it. I'll try to make it this year. I'll update everyone. I know you're all dying within wondering. So, anywho, also expensive shops, historic buildings. It's got so many things. It's huge. It starts at Washington Square Park and then moves uh, north into Harlem. I definitely take some time at least walking and taking it all in. You can go in. Obviously, there's museums and things to do, but it is just kind of cool to be on that street. Uh, yeah. We When we went in 2010, it was St. Patrick's Day. So we watched the St. Patrick's Day parade on Fifth Avenue, which was amazing. Like it was a really highlight of our trip to see that and just super cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, there's an advantage of going in March. <laughs> just dead trees in the, in the, in the park, but you got to see the parade. We did see a parade. So there's that. There is. Where to next? Tell us what we should see. We are going to the Empire State Building because New York, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The Empire State Building was built in the 1930s. It's 102 stories. And when it opened, it was the tallest building in the world. Currently, it's offices mostly, but you can visit and you can go up. So there's a few options. So there's the main deck is at the 86th floor. This is the original spot where you went. It's it's outside. So you go up and then you go outside. Yep. Um, you get really great views. I've done it twice. One time we went at night, which I thought was really cool to see like the lights of the city. And then there's another option, the top deck, which is the 102nd floor. So the top, top floor. It's obviously not included in the base ticket. You have to pay extra to go up there, sure. but it goes 
up through a a -a one-of-a-kind glass elevator. So if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. And then as another option, you could do the 80th floor, which is indoors. So you're just looking out through windows. Almost feels like it's comfort level options. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you don't want to be up that high and outdoors. So you could stay indoors on the 80th floor. Yeah. The 80th floor thing is new from like a couple of years ago. They've added some sort of like exhibits that I haven't seen inside, which is really neat. I definitely recommend buying your tickets in advance. You're not standing in the line and there's multiple options. Like there's upgrades and private tours and like all these things. So I'm actually going to link a a blog post that I found in the show notes because it was really helpful to me because I hadn't done it in a while. I didn't do it on the 2017 trip and things have changed. Uh, Because when I did it, I think you took an elevator up to the 80th floor and you had to walk upstairs to get to the 86th floor. And I don't think you were, we were 2005. So I know that I did it, but I can't remember how. Yeah. I, we definitely walked upstairs and I don't think you have to do it anymore. So that's good because it was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine. Well, I think besides the Empire State Building, something that sometimes gets overlooked is actually Rockefeller Center. So It is located in Midtown Manhattan, where, of course, you can picture it in your mind. The big Christmas tree gets put up every year, and there's people figure skating. And in warmer months, which is the only time I've ever been to New York, um, (laughs) there's a restaurant down there. So there's lots of, like, tables with little umbrellas and stuff. So people are eating there. I definitely recommend visiting Top of the Rock for a 360-degree view of New York. So it's often overlooked, but this is actually the way you can see the Empire State Building from the outside is from the top of the Rockefeller Center. So um, I kind of enjoyed it almost a little bit more because it was less crowded. Don't get me wrong, there were still lots of people, but it was less crowded than the Empire State Building. So if you have to choose, of course, the Empire State Building is iconic, but this actually will give you a view of that plus with less people and honestly, some very similar views to the, what you could get at the Empire State Building as well. I'm sure we just bought the tickets at the time. I'm sure we were just whimming that whole 2005 trip. (laughs) So I, I'm sure it's probably an advantage to buy them ahead of time, but I know we did buy them on the spot. Yes. I completely agree with you. I, if I had to choose, I would choose top of the rock. I think that it, when I went, it was also less crowded. I also think the views are a little bit better just because you do get to look at the Empire State Building. I totally, totally agree. I think what I would do is do Empire State Building at night and then do Top of the Rock during the day. If I had to do both, if someone was forced with Jen, I like it. (laughs) Um, Actually, the time we went in January, we flew in on January 3rd or 4th. So all the Christmas decorations are still up. So I did get to see the tree. Nice. So that I, I definitely do recommend going at Christmas or just after Christmas because we got to see all the decorations and it was, it was really cool. Very festive. I'm sure. Super festive. So next museums, we're not going to list them all because there's like 50 million museums, yes. um, but I'm going to tell you some of my favorites have been the museum of modern art and the museum of natural history. I've been to both of them twice and I really enjoyed them. Of course, when I think of the Natural History Museum, I think of Night at the Museum movie. Of course, as one does. It's really fun. And then the Museum of Modern Art was really cool. And when I was there the first time, there was a Tim Burton exhibit, which was 
awesome. It's, of course, it's oh, a, wow. one of those exhibits that changes, but you never know what's going to be there and it's definitely worth visiting. Is there any museums that stand out to you? No, I would say those ones. I mean, I, I think maybe I was at the Museum of Natural History, but I'm a, I'm a museum person, but on a very limited level, we did all of the museums in Washington, DC, when we were there, like all of those, which included another a museum of natural history. And that was awesome. So I'm not against them, but it's not usually how I spend all of my time. Not, not that people spend all of their time doing it, but probably I don't think so. Yeah. The, I, the museums are huge and you kind of have to like prioritize what you want to in them because both times I've done the natural history museum, I've missed like the top floor because we start at the bottom and go up and then you're like, Oh my God, I'm tired of looking at stuff. I mean, it's, I think it's definitely worth it, but yes, I agree. Really parse your time out. If there's specific pieces of art or specific displays you want to see really pick and choose. It's so much to do there, but unless that's why you're going, that's a whole different story. But if just part of what you want to do, just, I would be specific. Yeah. We tried to go to the Guggenheim museum the the night we got lost in central park and it was a snowstorm, but it was, it was a free entrance that night or pay by donation. And the line to get in was like around the block. Like it was insane. So, you know, if you're on a budget, there are free museum nights or there used to be, I don't know if there still are, but they're busy. So like get there super duper, duper, duper early. Right. Where to next? The New York City Public Library. I've never been here. You must tell me about yes. it. Yes. I mean, it's a beautiful old building. When we went, it was still decorated for Christmas. Not that you usually think about visiting a library on your travels, but it was nice to walk through and you know, we got warm while we were in there. So, you know, <laughs> it was cold. I bet it was. <laughs> it was winter. It was winter. Um, and when we went in the, I think bottom floor was like the kids section and they had the original Winnie the Pooh stuffed animals that the books are based on. Oh, cool. Like a class. Very cool. I'll share a picture on our social media. It was really A little cool. bit of Canadiana right there in New York. Yes, very exciting. All right. And then finally, tell me next where you went, where it was also cold, but you needed to see. So cold. The Brooklyn Bridge. I, <laughs> I need to go when it's warm. Anyway, it was so cold. I had to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge because I had to do it. You get really like great views of the city. The bridge is iconic, obviously. It opened in 1883. Wow. So it's like way older than I thought it was going to be. It's, yeah, crazy. Anyway, at that time, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world. I found this really funny. So shortly after the bridge opened, there was rumors that it was going to collapse and the city, of course, freaking panicked. And to put these rumors to rest, P.T. Burnham led 21 elephants across the bridge. Like, can you imagine seeing that? No. Oh my gosh. It didn't collapse. Calm down. If these elephants can do it, so can you. Yeah. Crazy. I know. All right. What are we going to do now? Well, we mentioned some TV earlier, things that are filmed there. So if this is your jam, get tickets to a talk show or a late night show. Like so many things are filmed there in terms of like talk shows. So whether it's an advance, that is a possibility for some shows, or you can like roll the dice and line up the day of and like hope you get selected. I really would love to see late night with Stephen Colbert. Like if he could be my husband, I would choose him. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Peter's aware. But when I was there in 2009, me and my pals did line up and we were actually able to get in to see live with Regis and Kelly. Sadly, Regis was off that day. We got stuck with Pat Sajak. I mean, Wheel of Fortune, the whole thing. It's fine, but he wasn't Regis, you know? Kelly was fine. It was it was a really cool experience, actually, to sort of see behind the scenes yeah. how all that stuff sort of comes to be. It was really nice. And I remember the guest was Kira Sedgwick. I remember that she uh, is Kevin Bacon's wife, but an actress in her own right. And then the other thing, of course, to do is sports. Again, if that's your thing, there's so much to see in terms of professional sports in New York. Yeah. All of the things are there. I was fortunate enough to see baseball games at Old Yankee Stadium and new Yankee stadium. My Derek Jeter was playing at the time and it was some of the best days of my whole life. Um, it's such an immense highlight for me and my friends, I guess they humored me because they went every time. And I was just like, you people are cool. Like, thank you. <laughs> and we even like navigated the subway into the Bronx. So, I mean, that was that was a big deal. Yeah. I was very proud of us. Have you ever seen any sports while you were there? Yeah. So we, when we went in 2010, we took the train to New Jersey, actually. So Ooh. I guess I have not seen a sports game in New York, but we went to New Jersey to see the New Jersey Devils play the Pittsburgh Penguins. We got to see Sidney Crosby, which nice. is very exciting as a Nova Scotian. And it was cool. It was actually St. Patrick's Day. So we did the parade and then we went over to New Jersey and the New Jersey Devils were wearing their, their green St. Patrick's Day jerseys that they wear once a year. So it was really cool. Oh, that um, sounds like a great day. Yeah. My, it was, it was my first NHL game and it was really, really fun. I definitely recommend it. And also like concerts. There's concerts, you oh, know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> all the time in New York. So look it up. See if anybody you want to see is, is playing. Yeah, you'd have to think that like Ticket Nation or whomever, like they would list by city, you'd have to think, or Live Nation or whomever sells them, like what's available when you're going. It's worth it. You never really know because that's one thing as Canadians in particular who maybe live outside of Toronto, we don't get as much of that here. But in, in the US, it's so prevalent to be able to see so many different things in terms of entertainment. So I would definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, something we haven't done in a while. So we're going to talk about some fun facts about New York City. We tried to find some things that maybe weren't as typical as what you would picture. And the first one is the first pizzeria in the U.S. actually opened in New York City, Lombardi's, in 1895. And it's actually still serving the pizza pie today. What the? I need to go there now. I know. Oh. I'll go anywhere for a pizza. So. <laughs> Seriously. Take me to Lombardi's if you must. <laughs> um, the next fun fact is New Yorkers speak more than 800 languages. I mean, not each person speaks 800 languages. That would be right. Weird. But like collectively, the population speaks 800 languages. That's insane. That's crazy. I, I wonder who counted them all. Yeah. Like um, whose job was that? I guess it's census. Like when you fill out your census. It could very well be. It could very well be. Now, this one really surprised me. In New York City, it is illegal to honk your car horn except under emergency circumstances. So the New York Police Department can actually issue summonses that carry a $350 fine for unnecessary use of your horn or any other noise coming from a car, such as a car alarm. Like, when I picture New York City, in my brain, I just think of car horns. Yeah, that 
same. So I guess they probably, I don't know. Do they just not police it? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's one of those arbitrary laws. Maybe. I don't don't know. know. All right. Next up, there is a whispering galley at Grand Central Station. Nope. Whispering gallery at Grand Central Station on the lower level. So if you and a friend stand on opposite corners of an arched entryway and face the walls and speak normally, you'll be able to hear each other as if you were standing right next to each other, which is really cool. Very um, cool and very talk about Grand Central Station. I think you should go to Grand Central Station, even if you're not yes. taking a train or whatever out of there. It's very cool. I love the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, I took the train in and out. That much I saw. Oh, you, yeah, <laughs> I only went in and looked and then got out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really great point too. And if Brooklyn was its own city, as our last fun fact, instead of a borough in New York City, it would be the fourth largest city in the United States. Like, it, it's so insane, like that these boroughs are part of New York City, yet could, you know, the size of them is sort of mind-blowing, especially to people like us from small cities. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hard to imagine. Yes. All right. That's it. That's it for us this week. There's so much New York City. We didn't even talk about food. I feel like that could have been its old entire episode, just to talk about food. I mean, all we, the Olive Garden, we did talk about that. <laughs> We did talk about we didn't talk about good food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this show is not sponsored by the Olive Garden. <laughs> I, I love you in your own way. Anyway, we thought it would be a good idea to share beginner tips to New York to get your started on your trip planning. And I can't wait to be back in New York someday. I love it there so so much. So we would love it if you enjoyed today's episode. If you would give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be nice. The least you can do. I know. Or, and Mm -hmm. or, you could do both. Share the show with a travel-loving pal. That really helps us grow and helps new people find us. You can check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Travel Mug Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're at all the places. We are. Yes. See us there. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll chat soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.